0: Welcome to Torn, finding a mom-life balance. On this bi-weekly podcast, we're your hosts, Athena, Mama
1: T, and Meme. And here on this podcast, we'll find ways to cope with motherhood, laugh our woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt, all in the hopes of helping us all feel a little less torn.
0: Welcome back to this uh, week's episode of Torn, and you have Athena and Memes with you, and today we're going to be discussing Torn to be present. And so Memes, as you became a mom, what are some areas that stood out to you where you started feeling more of this torn sentiment?
1: Um, So, you know, our present catchphrase is presence, being present, being in the moment. Um, And it seems completely contrary to the state (laughs) that you're in. Um, Said it before, we really can't multitask. But I think the hat of being a mom comes with uh, your own expectation, but also just the finite sense of a day or the hours that make you feel like you have to do multiple things so for me I, it's difficult to be present if I haven't structured um, my work time in a way that lets me feel like I can kind of submerge myself and not worry about the time of day or if something unexpected is happening or if there's a change of plan. That usually happens for me, things that inter- that include out of the office kinds of things, field trips, uh, site visits, um, because it changes my my routine of the logistics of like drop off pick up where vehicles are if I'm taking public transportation instead um, and so those days definitely take more planning and don't like the unexpectedness that it isn't along the lines of what I do each day makes me feel a lot more torn um, is there something in changing up that pattern that's gonna make me feel like I dropped the ball at some in either place will it hinder me from being able to respond if there's some sort of emergency or if there's of something unexpected comes up um so that definitely takes off my presence of mind and then like building camaraderie uh you, you tend to in education we share lots of hours together well in work in general our culture is you spend probably more time with your colleagues than with family on any given week and during that time sometimes you just want to authentically just share where your mind is or what has you you know similarly to things that we we collaborate about and share on the podcast just what is weighing on you? What's the phase that you're in? Have you slept? Is your child sick? Um, Are You and your partner considering a new phase that your children are transitioning to. And if your colleagues are not in a similar situation, or if it seems like what's so present in your mind is often family things and people are in different phases of their life, it can be hard to always show up as the parent or always show up because with that title comes that you're sacrificing you're thinking of others and it's not in the moment so it's kind of hard to spontaneously spontaneously join happy hour or spontaneously go to an event that tickets are available for or add on to a list of chaperones because more needed like each Opportunity it has to be weighed out with so many different things, and so it's really difficult to be present in the moment um because a lot that comes with the family responsibility comes with just forethought um and it's it's not usually too flexible
0: yeah i com- completely agree with that sentiment, and it's interesting because I remember um thinking about when I first got married since I had got married um rather young, straight out of college. And I went from living with a group of friends, like my female friends in college, to then getting married and living with my spouse. And I remember that, that season of transition of, okay, I'm used to doing things on my own with my girlfriends and spending X amount of time with them. And That transition to, oh, now I have a husband that I hang out with at night or that I want to come home to and hang out with and spend time with more than my friends and trying to balance all of that. And I had that slight feeling of being torn of wanting to hang out with my husband, but also wanting alone time with my girlfriends and trying to balance all that. But eventually it came to a neutral balance where there were nights that he would hang out with his friends and I would choose the same night to hang out with mine. And then we had our own time together and that seemed to work out. But, and then I expected the same thing when we had children, like, you know, that we would be able to find that norm and like 10 years into it now, it's like, are we ever going to stop feeling torn? Because it's no longer just feeling torn between, Who do I spend time with? But it's like where I physically am and what needs to get done, Um, which took it to a whole new level. And so oftentimes the way I feel is wherever I'm at, I probably should be somewhere else doing something else. (laughs) So if, if I'm at work, I'm like, oh, I'm here and I have X, Y, and Z to do, but I also have uh college applications or a field trip to prepare or a quarter project to help my kid with or teaching someone to go to the bathroom in the toilet or teaching someone to tie their shoes and i think with every child and that's probably part of the reason why this feeling of torn never settled out for me as a mom is because every year I feel like I'm having a kid so it's like 10 years and every year or a couple years go by and a new person arrives that you have to give time to and spend time with um but lately for like the past month what I've decided to do to kind of alleviate that feeling because the torn feeling is not only like a emotional thing, it actually takes on a physical effect. Like I know for me, I oftentimes experience like disorientation because I'm so mentally caught up in where I think I should be that I forget where I am sometimes or I just get depressed um, Mm -hmm. about it and I can't enjoy any aspect of my life because no matter where I am, I feel like I'm letting someone down or ignoring something or neglecting someone. So over the past month, what I've been doing is limiting myself to one activity. And this is what I'm doing and communicating it to everybody that this is where I'm going to be spending my time and I will not be on my phone, and I will not be able to be reached. And this is who I am going to be with. And it's, and it, and it's helped because when you communicate ahead of time to folks, there's no longer that pressure or that expectation for you to show up in the other space, and um, no longer lets the boundaries be kind of fluid, but it sets them very rigid, um, and allows you to just enjoy where you're at. And so if I'm at soccer practice, I'm no longer taking calls from soccer practice because I am at soccer practice. Or, or if I'm actually taking a PTO day, I'm actually on PTO and not calling in whenever you need me or not accessible by phone anymore, um, which has helped like give that Those clear distinctions. So that way I no longer feel like I'm still debating whether or not I made the right choice Mm -hmm. wherever I decided to show up spontaneously.
1: Definitely. And then the rethinking if that was the right time, place, or was that the time to make the sacrifice in one area or the other so that some other time could be ideal, right? It's always the second guessing Mm -hmm. of the, the prioritizing and when you bite the bullet and, um, go for it and, you know, prioritize one over the other. And sometimes you feel so certain. And then in the middle of it, you're just like, really? Is it maybe there's another, maybe there was another time. And that would have been the sweet spot to make this happen. And the second guessing is so draining. Um, I've also embraced the role of messenger um, that my experience might enlighten someone else to think about trend like if they're not at that phase and I am if I don't feel like they can relate to all my stories it's more like in hindsight when I was in this phase or at your age took this for granted or thought it would always be that way or thought you know because everyone has the right to be in each phase that they're in and you want to enjoy it and it is what you're choosing and how you're making your life but I think with parenting I still feel like so much more could have been shared with me and so much could have been highlighted um, in light of per- my personality or people's Um And so every time I read a mom blog, I listen to podcasts, I come across different things that people have prioritized. Or co- but I think the more transparent we are about what that looks like, the good, the bad, and the ugly, I just think it gives a more informed vision and then a more realistic way to prepare for the thing that we all know you're never exactly prepared but that you would have a more realistic view of it and you wouldn't feel so isolated in your feeling torn right or in your in your process of deciding what are the things that have to happen or have to go to the wayside or what's shifting because some things are not gone forever they're gone for a season and that feels good and gives hope but I I think sometimes I'm the little voice to others of um appreciate the solitude or appreciate um the the sleep the spontaneity (laughs) the sleep definitely um your personal like your personal space and your body and ownership of your body (laughs)
0: Um, yeah, going to bathroom alone, going to bathroom, a <laughs> uh, dry seat, or the seat is down.
1: Mm-hmm. Those
0: days are over if you have boys. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, like uh, showering yes. for as long as you like, or <laughs> sleeping in whatever part of your bed you like, like, what, you know, just savor it all, but also with the, the the ways to celebrate different phases i i love sharing that i asked you to do 365 days of a picture of day with the boys and i always joke and say like and then she knew it was my turn and she passed the torch <laughs> to me and knew what torture it would be but they're beautiful you know they're every time they pop yes. up in my memories the boys or so it's just that golden mo- that i'm almost like let's repost it in light of Whatever, like to keep the spark alive (laughs) of of how much they change and what each day held, again, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, I also think about how torn I feel with invitations. I never realized how much you have to weigh with invitations. I was just having more like a financial discussion with someone and it was birthday parties and how many you can do in a year and actually keep within a budget and keep within your bandwidth and keep (laughs) within getting to places on the same day that you also have dance or an activity or a sport or, you know, something you're participating in and that you're doing your errands and getting ready for the week and getting back to work Monday morning, you know, um, I heard, heard you're
0: you're not on board with the Montessori approach where my kid was in Montessori school and literally had a birthday party every single Saturday until the school year ended. Like, I was like, how is that even possible? You only have 24 students in your class.
1: (laughs) What the (laughs) hey? Yes. No, and the other part is I heard this ridiculous phenomenon in the summer of like weekday birthdays in the summer because oh yeah
0: oh yeah shame on those moms and like dads <laughs> like what the heck what is the eleven o'clock in the morning Wednesday birthday party do you want your kid to not get any presents or anybody show up
1: like who does that I just who I don't know does that. I don't. Know. I just no. encourage for there to be more, like, like just a less blinders of like what is within <laughs> our situation to like a broader situation, because there's you might be at home or you might have lots of friends who's you know they're. The kids' parents are also, but it's like it's just very, it's just very strange phenomenon to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can we help each other out? Can you not sucker punch me from the side? (laughs) Come on, families. Come on. Yeah. When you get those invites, I'm just like irritated. I'm like, oh, come on, parents. Spite you and I feel bad for your child. like why did you do that Mm -hmm. but yes that last storm but that being the messenger I think is so important because oftentimes I don't know in my work environment people are not transparent often we work on like client sites so You know, you're building a reputation with the client and there's a fine line between becoming good friends with the client and, like, great business partners. I mean, I wish there was, like, a middle ground because I'm like, we're all human beings, right? Like, why do we operate like we're all machines and we have pictures? Like, you know, it cracks me up every time because I work from home. And so when I do go into the office, it's often at my client site. And so I just think it's funny to walk around my client site and see all these people that act like robots all the time, have pictures of their family on their desk and something like you really have, are they real people? Because you don't interact as if you raise somebody. I'm not, I'm not sure. Definitely. So just being that messenger and being real and saying, hey, you know, I have a hard time too. Like it, it is Relieving Once I get to that place with a client where we're great business partners, but we're also friends and you can actually start seeing how they handle their personal life because it's like, oh, you too, you have a hard time showing up at your kids' doctor's appointments or um, sport events or creating their birthday party on the right weekend. Like you're also balancing that and it just makes it a whole lot easier to work together. Because then you don't feel like, oh, I also have to be online at ridiculous hours to show that I care. It's like, no, we all care. We just all have a lot going on. So that feeling of being torn sometimes can make you feel isolated because no one shows their tornness in the open and aren't vulnerable and open like that all the time. But just know that you're not alone. You're not the only one. Just remembering that uh, Nick had a doctor's appointment that you totally missed.
1: <laughs> Definitely. And I feel like that is even more of a reason to to share when I share with people who are in different situations because I could find such a different perspective of what I'm going through. I can find an insight on what that person felt like, like in either role they could feel as a child, they can feel And that that vulnerability of like I'm in this role and there's these responsibilities and it might not be one at work, but that I'm sharing that can maybe open up a rapport about some other phase or thing a colleague is feeling insecure about. And that's still how we show up of what we value and what we dedicate ourselves to and how we who we are as people and what we our purpose is and what we want to accomplish. Right. Because especially like I'm in education, so it's, it's closely related, like, they're not all my children, but it's closely related to how we're showing up and what we model for others. And so sometimes it just boggles my mind how much energy we put in the armor, because so much more would be accomplished if those walls were torn down for whatever the difference in the barrier is to share, hey, I'm in this phase, I really don't know what to do. And that could be with a considering a job change it could be a move it could be a relationship shift it could just be personal you know personal development or into something private and you're feeling it about your children or that's what's making you insecure or question or doubt in a way you hadn't before but it's the same emotion rooted in the same want to like make it through the day and feel good about yourself and be productive um linked to everyone's development, right? At whatever stage each of the people in this form, like in the relationship are at. Um, So I definitely try to keep being the messenger and encourage um, for others to just share where they are and their perspective, because I can always gain from that as well.
0: Yeah, I think it's super important for us to just be open about it, even whether it's at work or in your, like even with friends and family, because I feel like sometimes I know for me when I became a mom, and I was feeling that torn feeling the first couple of months. It's like, what's wrong with me? You know, <laughs> like I never heard my grandmother or my mom complain about any of these things or look disheveled. Or at least from my perspective, they didn't look disheveled and look like they were happy with their lives. And I'm here saying, what was I thinking?
1: (laughs) Is this feeling ever going to go away? Yeah, I was just realizing the other day that I never saw my mother in bed.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, what's up with that? Meanwhile, my kids are, like, dragging me out of bed. (laughs) And I'll, I'll, full confession here, I had the day off, and I forced everybody to take naps so that I could take a nap. (laughs) Because... And I, and I got really aggressive about it because they were trying to like boycott now, but I was like, don't you dare, you lay down for the nanny. You're laying down for
1: me. (laughs) That's the whole thing. I thought about it and I was like, well, she's, she's over here. Doesn't want me to stay in this room. And I don't think I can ever recollect seeing my mother, like lay down like her head, like other than her. She would go to after certain age, she would just go to bed before I did.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. We would stay up way past her, but I like she's in
1: bed in the morning. I was like, How is that possible?
0: I know the out of bed, dressed, and breakfast on the table. <laughs> what. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a Robo Mom. And it's just <laughs> weird to me because it's like, how did you possibly? And I was like, and you didn't do any energy shots and <laughs> you didn't like do any protein shakes. Like, what were you on? What were you taking to give you that much energy? Cause I just I, I just can't comprehend and it. But that's what I'm saying, like just being vulnerable. Cause and then as you're vulnerable with your tribe, I notice people step up. But if you don't share, like I know I used to put up a wall and try to act like I got it all together and I would be crying on my bathroom floor like because the feeling would never go away. But the moment I started like voicing how I was feeling, people started stepping in to help create that space and lend a hand or to encourage me and say hey you're not crazy actually I felt that way but I didn't feel like I had anyone to share it with mm-hmm. or you know I made it look that way but that's not really what was going on on the inside so I encourage everyone share your torn. definitely
1: so um one of our favorite segments the mend um what was your mend this week my mend was my pto day <laughs> even though
0: i had to go to reedy creek and go watch like oh so this is hilarious so yeah it's a second grade we call it field work now that's the new fad instead of field trip but anyway so <laughs> we had our second grade field work day and we had to go to a nature center and the kids are learning about beavers and so they bring us all into the nature center the woman plops out a taxidermy beaver and starts telling the kids that this was in fact it's not a stuffed beaver this is taxidermy because this beaver was actually hit by a car i'm like are you serious (laughs) (laughs) you want to go down that route like you do notice most of the kids here are boys and you're going to start with that. So, and then of course I have my four-year-old and my soon to be two-year-old with me. And so she was like, anybody have questions? (laughs) Of course the four-year-old raised it. He got hit by a car. (laughs) How did that happen? She was like, Oh, that's for another time. I'm like, you started that on your own man. (laughs) Like that. And here goes the field trip. (laughs) I mean, field work. (laughs) So, so that was my men though, because it actually included like a 30 minute hike. And yes, of course, my four-year-old as always got her in like three different places, but he survived. <laughs> and we did not see we any didn't, real we didn't beavers. Have to,
1: we didn't have to stuff him
0: (laughs) no 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 taxidermy done on this child he's like made out of rubber everybody else is like oh ah!" oh i'm like he's fine he's fine he bounces off of rocks and cement all the time yeah gumby and he's up and running again. But we did get to see, like, a beaver dam and no real be- no live beavers, at least. And then, of course, we saw the beaver dam, and then the second greeters continued to destroy the beaver dam. The minute they heard that no beavers actually live there, <laughs> I was like, uh, people, this was supposed to be an educational moment but- about beavers, but now we're going to, like, teach you about respecting property because... <laughs> I'm like, why, why do the boys have to start digging holes in this beaver dam? Um, But it was relaxing because it was out in nature and it was actually like an overcast day. And you would think that trip wore them out, but it wore me out. So, and then we came back and ate lunch and took a nap. (laughs) So, refreshing men. We're voluntold for a nap.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, voluntold for a nap. Everybody. Um, My favorite kind of mend combined work and family. And so my little Sophie came to work with me last Friday. And it's just the combination of the team as a whole, like in different spaces, the main office, my office, the cafeteria, um, the students, um, teachers that I've had different you know, interactions with shared different students or we've been in different activities, team building. And so people who don't know Soph at all, to they know her through anecdotes or they've seen her on other visits, just getting to see the sassy three and a half year old that she is and like put her face and her expressions and, you know, how many times she whips her hair behind her ears or um kind of cuts her eyes at people as she decides if she's going to say hello or humiliate her mother and not say hello to people (laughs) Um, and that they take it all and they roll with it and they enjoy it and then she has a favorite student that she met in her last visit and so shout out to Rama because she is so patient and she was giving her an economics lesson about the availability of dolls and Sophia's like nodding eagerly like she understands every term about (laughs) commerce and um then she goes she refuses to let Rama go to her next class and joins her in her AP classroom and it's just like oh look at that yeah
0: Yeah. sitting through boring courses
1: um and you know, just seeing her, I remember walking into the building with her in diapers, and then now she's, like, strutting down the hall, and we were, like, twinsies, <laughs> we both had our college shirts on, she was repping mom's alma mater, and we both had our Toms on, and everyone was commenting about how cute we looked, um, but... Your mini-me, yeah, exactly. you mini-me day. <laughs> exactly, and, um... Just seeing all of that, um, how many of my kids, because of how much they know about her and how much we've bonded, um, that they just embrace her and their their role models, their bravery, their their diverse interests, their personalities. Um, Even the ones that she refused to say hello to and they were like, when is she coming back? Because she doesn't like me, but I didn't do anything to her and I don't know if she likes me, so when is she going to be back here? I was like, you're a masochist. Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) You don't interact with many
0: three-and-a-half-year-olds, do you? (laughs) I'm
1: like, please, take your heart off your sleeve because she's going to stomp on it. (laughs) Um, So it was just a nice combination and to be able to trust her with um, at times that I had to definitely step away and take care of things but just you know she was in senior college and career and um, a colleague shared an airplane from her son who was there earlier in the week and people were giving her sheets to color and um, snacks and she had pizza with the seniors and it's just a great exposure
0: yeah, you know, you guys are all going to have to pay for that when she actually starts going to school and's like, wait a minute, this is not what they showed me. <laughs> like, where's the snacks and the coloring sheets? <laughs> you mean I have to say for the full period I have to wait for a bell to ring? Exactly.
1: It's like, I just don't get to pick and choose what 10 minutes I get in each space. <sighs>
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: It's always fun to see them in your workspace, whether or not they take to it or don't take to it or what grabs their attention. No, so that's exciting. Definitely. I'm I'm anticipating, I was telling a colleague, I'm anticipating the day I can bring her in and she can put up a bulletin board or reorganize the desk <laughs> or file something and make make some use Become of Become your extra, assistant. Yeah.
0: <laughs> a voluntold assistant. Exactly. There you go. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, folks, we want to hear your Torn moments as well and
1: hear your men's. So memes, tell the folks how to stay in contact with us. So we are at TornMLB on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and at TornMLB. We are tornmlb@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So send us a message, send us your men's um, questions. And we, we'd like to ask our listeners to submit questions. You can do that through direct message on Instagram, through our email, because we're hoping to have listener questions and comments episodes soon.
0: So thanks for joining. Join us again for moms by moms.